Welcome back to Game Dev's Quest, the podcast uh, chronicling our our journey from noobdom to nerddom. Or I don't know, that was weak. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm Rhett, joined with Taylor. Um, <laughs> so yeah. this is kind of an experiment. We don't really know what we're doing, but uh, the after we finish recording the last podcast, we basically spent like the last two hours talking about all the things we're planning on doing um and we got to the point where we're planning for next week and we don't really know uh we have some basic goals about where we're going to go with our unity course that we're taking we're going to try to accomplish uh finishing the chapter four videos and the examples um but with our project we haven't done much more than look at pixel art online. So <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of episode, do we want to go by episode one or episode zero? Like, I don't know. Uh, episode well, whatever, we're starting with 0.5. I will, I will tell you this from experience. Uh, I've done an episode zero podcast one time with Lee uh, for our Morrowind podcast. And uh, he's never gotten the correct episode right since. So we have a long-standing <laughs> joke that it's like, Welcome to episode zero, the first episode. Welcome to episode one, the second episode. Welcome to episode two, the third episode. You know, it's like yeah, <laughs> it's because it's because iTunes always lists the first one. You know, and there's other podcasts that do like prologues and they do all this stuff, but iTunes yeah. always starts you at one. Oh, so, I gotcha. But we're coders, well, so who, who uh, episode zero anyways. is pretty fitting. So yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like, don't start your arrays at one. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so, so, anyways, this is just kind of—I don't know if it's a continuation, um, but it's—it's it's an appendix or an appendix, something. Yeah. Who knows what we'll do with this? But yeah, uh, it was a real missed opportunity when we were making our film that we never uh, bra- podcasted our brainstorming sessions. So yeah. that's what we're going to do for you here. And we also want to be, um, you know, have you guys involved as much as you as much as possible, so that you are kind of with us through every step. Um, and also, you know, be transparent. Like we'll we'll um, dig through the nitty gritty details that you don't need to know, but um, we want this to be beneficial to everyone. So if you, uh, you know, like maybe what does a brainstorming session look like? I don't really know, <laughs> but maybe we'll find out just by doing it. Right. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, well, so if, so if you remember from last time, we talked about doing a text adventure, um, and that's pretty much like all we have right now. Um, me and Taylor talked about like brainstorming, like kind of plot and like theme. I think, right? That's what we we're gonna do. Or... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so let's just let's just roll with it. Yeah. Throw out some ideas. So and we'll create uh, a short list. Um, to talk about a little bit about. Uh, the mechanics at least of um, like in the, in the course that we're taking uh, they talk about uh, what did they call it? The uh, something about like States, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like uh, here, let me go to their, yeah. let me go to their section. That Google doc, what did they call it? 
well, essentially, I guess, I don't know what the right word is, um, but the way that this basically, the way I'm thinking that it will work is um, you start off the game in, I don't know, a dungeon or something, and that's going to be one state, right? You're, you don't have anything in your inventory. Um, you're just a person in a room, and there's going to be things around you, and uh, the things around you are going to be described to you via text. Um, and also, potentially, we're, we've been talking about this visual element where it's kind of like the text um, gives the scene some more life and like some more description, but then there might also be a visual element where you can like see the room. Um, but then essentially the way that the, the gameplay works is you're presented with these different options in front of you, like... Um, you know, you see like a shard of glass on the ground, uh, press I or press E to examine or something. When you press E, the state that we were in, like if we're in the dungeon cell, actually shifts to being looking at this shard of glass. And then from there, you're again re uh, presented with a bunch of options uh, that you can select, whether it's, you know, pick up uh, the glass shard and then it gets stored in your inventory or like you know stop examining and then you're back to the dungeon state but essentially this is why we were talking about like if statements really working well is because it's going to check the different states over and over to, to help you kind of navigate through the game um, so eventually what I want to do once we have kind of a story and uh, everything I'd like to uh, make some sort of map that shows each state. This is basically what they do in the in the Unity uh, course that we're taking. But I want it to be you know vastly greater uh, in complexity than theirs um, because to beat their game that they made, it took like if you know the right steps, it takes you know five seconds to beat. Um, <laughs> so uh, you have this big old like graph that shows all of the different possible states and how you kind of navigate through the storyline um, and I, th I think that's something that would be valuable to us like um, you know also like in computer science classes they talk about designing your program before you actually start writing code whether you're right. writing some pseudocode in like a notepad or something like that if you oftentimes if you just start programming you're going to end up writing a whole bunch of code that you end up not using and then you delete it. And you, you just don't really have like the structural structural uh, plan like you would if you talk about it and get each of the components. So I think that'll be a big part of it is is getting that planned out. Um, and I just wanted to kind of touch about or touch on like the mechanics of, of what it might look like. Uh, so, yeah, no, that was good. Because um, I thought that might be helpful to people too. Um, anyways, as far as I guess where we go from here, um, what are what are your thoughts? I guess on potential stories or settings. Um, well, like there's unlimited possibilities. <laughs> I know. I think first we should narrow down. Like, do we want to have like? A realistic setting do we want to have like a more fantasy-esque setting or maybe just like a 
different time period or like sci-fi. Yeah. Um, because, you know, uh, for example, like a bunch of ideas that constantly cross my mind are like, you could do kind of like, you could do just like a dungeon diver, right? Like <clears throat> Shadowgate was that you, sh- you arrive at castle Shadowgate and your goal is to like get to the heart of the dungeon basically. And like have all the items to like defeat the boss. Um, you know, I can't remember exactly what the goal of mist was. I actually, I saw mist, um, growing up all the time. I don't, I never actually played it. It's um, just a point and click adventure. Like, did you yeah. ever like, did you ever watch X play? Oh yeah. All the young? time. Um, one, a version of that that they showed all the time on reruns was a game called Siberia. Oh, Did right. You see that? Yeah. yeah. It's like kind I, of a similar thing, except yeah. Siberia was like a little bit more animated and stuff. Like Mist was literally, I mean, the game looked beautiful for its time because it's just still pictures and they were basically just paintings. And then you'd click on the screen to like navigate to the next room or to like check a drawer or whatever. Yeah. I, um, I get the concept um, and I've played a lot of games that... Well, I actually, a long time ago in college, made a game that kind of makes me think of like similar mechanics where it's a point-and-click adventure game. Um, like, uh, it was kind of on on par with like, well, not not like in quality, but like similar style <laughs> as uh, if you ever played Samorost or yeah. um, Machinarium. Yeah, Machinarium was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, I love those games and... Um, I would love to make a game kind of like that. So I kind of have that vibe in my head, um, only more uh, with the influence of like text, uh, right? Text adventure. Like I want that like kind of visual element of like almost like a map or something that kind of shows the player where they're at. But I also don't want it to be like I don't want us to. Um, just feed them with everything i want their imagination to be in it as well right well that could be kind of like where like the dungeon diver type game comes in handy right like you start and let's say your map is just simply like so you have your square map and you can even display it as just a series of grids within that square Mm -hmm. and so you start and your map is just a you know, like I said, a big old square and right at the bottom, right in the middle is square number one. That's where you start. Mm-hmm. And then as you choose to explore certain things, like you might take the door on the left and then you go like your map develops a little square next to the first square. Yeah. And that's the room to the left. Right. Or you might go to the right or you might go forward or you might do something. And so there's this kind of like labyrinth of like rooms you need to explore. Yeah. Almost um, like the roguelike type of games, but right, a, little, yeah. a little different maybe. Yeah. Um, um, but that seems like an easy way to like implement a map while keeping it mysterious because like you're exploring a right. little bit, you know, it's like you kind of have to explore and you might have to backtrack. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's a cool idea. Um, you can put the focus on exploration, but then it's going to have to be like we talked about before. It's going to ha- the focus will have to be on like, finding the items and like maybe solving little puzzles like it could be might be fun to be like oh you find the door and it's locked and on it is etched you know yeah it, it's is etched a riddle or a puzzle and yeah. you think if you solve it it might 
unlock the secret to getting in this room or whatever. And so it might be like a little puzzle and it's like two plus two equals what? And yeah. And then, um, you, uh, solve it and the door opens or whatever, you know, or maybe you have to find item a and take it to room B to open up door C, you know, like any number of things like that. Yeah. The other, Um, the other way you could take it is if you didn't want to do that, you could have it more like based on like interactions with like, characters and conversation and stuff but then that's a different game entirely yeah um what was i gonna say uh what do you think well i so i like the idea that we're talking about right now um i'm picturing so we were talking about like pixel art but now now talking more about it i almost see it being as like the text is the most important but you have a map and the map is like you have like squares that represent the current like room or whatever that you're in, but then mm-hmm. and then the current square that you're on is just like highlighted or something. Right. So it's not Actually, really all that graphical, but it does give you like a sense of where you're at overall instead of just being like, oh, okay, so I like took the left door and then the left door and then the right door and then like the first door on the whatever, you know. Uh, right. Well, you would see though. You really ought to. You really ought to check out that Shadowgate game. Um, yeah, because the way it's done, like it really does have a true sense of exploration, rather than just like you go left, left, right, right, left, right, yeah. left. You know, like, right. It's way harder than that because it's like you might have to go both ways to get the item from that side to get to this thing, and then you might forget that there is a door there. You might, yeah. you know, something like that. Well, um, uh, not but when to- we were. Go ahead. Sorry, not to interrupt you. That kind of brings me to uh, one of our topics that we're going to talk about every week, uh, which is uh, next week's goals, challenges, things like that. Uh, we've, we've, I don't know if we should bring it up now, but it, you said you should definitely check out Shadowgate. So maybe like one of the goals that I'll have this week or one of the challenges you present to me is to play Shadowgate or to uh, you know watch watch some sort of playthrough of Shadowgate on YouTube or like see if there's a Twitch stream or something like that. You know what? Taylor, uh, I'll do you I'll do you the honor. I'll live stream it and you can watch me play. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you have it on Steam? Yeah. Dude, can't we uh can't we spectate? Oh yeah, you can stream it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that way <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it together. <laughs> uh that's true. That's yeah. not a bad I, I, idea. I'll, I'll happily do that if you don't want to fork over the money for it, because it's like fifteen well, bucks. It, yeah, it's fifteen. I'm I'm a cheapskate. I like don't pay for a game unless it's like five dollars or less. <laughs> um, I uh, I think I I might have kickstarted this game. That might have been how I got it. Yeah, I don't remember if they did a Kickstarter or not. But but it's like I grew up playing this game and watching my brother play it, and it's nice. like. I had the first half of the original one for the NES. Well, that wasn't the original, but I had the NES version, the first half memorized just from watching my <laughs> older brother play it so much, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's a great, I mean, look, I don't think we'll take the exact concepts of that because it's a pretty like intensive, like graphically intensive game. Um, and it's like, there's but the not mechanics. really that much text. It's a lot more like, it's a lot more ambient and like uh, atmospheric. And the original one was more text. The new one has text, but it's not as much. Like I don't know. You'll just have to see it. Um, all right. Well, I just wanted to bring up that that's uh, we're gonna try to bring some structure to the show, the podcast. Yeah. 
Um, and that's one thing. So uh, hearing, hearing you say something like that just reminds me of. Well, no, it's know, a good time to bring it up. It's a good uh, natural segue. I, I'm thinking I haven't played a lot of this. Looks like I put in two hours on Steam. Uh, but Legend of Grimrock, if you've ever played oh, yeah. that, kind of reminds me a little bit of what, what we're talking about. But definitely yeah, that it's old very, school dungeon diving RPG. Yeah. Like it, wizardry. Mm-hmm. Oof. Taking I, it back. I, well, I I don't know what version I have. Um, I I have the one that was released probably within the last four or five years. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen it. It's a it's a throwback. It's like an homage to like those old school RPGs. Yeah. Um, like wiz like wizardry is like the prime example of of that. Right. So that's kind of uh, another one that is making me think of the direction that at least we're talking about going. Um, but yeah, I like um theme thematic or whatever theme wise uh i don't particularly care too much i'm i want there to be um some puzzles that have to be solved um that make you think you know like um one of the things like in machinarium uh or any of those kind of games is you know, you go around, you don't really know where you're going. You're just kind of like wandering around and then you see somebody who you have to interact with and they're like missing something. And then, you know, it's, you go through the landscape and like find that thing that they're missing, but you find out, oh, you only have half of it. So you have to go find the other part. Then once you get the other part, you know, combine them or something and then bring them back. And then once they do, once you do that, you can bring it back to the person and then they like unlock some door or something uh for you to continue through so um and i the older i get the more i like to just kind of have a slower paced game where you have to you have time to think um but it's still like challenging uh in that the puzzles that they're having you solve are complicated so not that like our first game would need to be complicated but no, not by any means, but it might be uh, fun to have like little like word puzzles or little number puzzles or something. You know, right. it's like not not anything that's like gonna cock block you from finishing the game, but something <laughs> right. that that you know, if little Timmy's playing the game and his mom's like, "Why are you wasting your time with that?" And he could be like, "But mom, look, like it makes me think. Like here's yeah. a number puzzle. Right. Can you help me with that, mom?" And she's like, "I can't do that." And he's like, "Wow, mom, you're stupid. Here's the answer. <laughs> I was just I was just trolling you. Like, <laughs> wow." Timmy's an asshole, but hey. Uh, I love how Timmy is always the name used when referring to like some person's child. Oh, and then <laughs> little Timmy. Well, it's just because it's like the, the obvious one, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. And it doesn't sound like as much of a, like a little asshole boy if you like little, well, I guess Billy's another good one, but it's like yeah. little, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. little Eric, <laughs> you know, or right. Yeah. Little Taylor, little shit. That <laughs> doesn't work. Oh man. Uh, um, but I, right. I don't know. Then should we just like make if we don't care like kind of what the theme is or whatever? Like should we just like flip a coin or roll a dice? I mean, personally, like I mean, if we make it too open, then it's like we open ourselves to like, yeah, you know, I think too much by narrowing it down a little bit. It's like yeah, kind of. When I say I don't care, I I don't mean that we shouldn't shouldn't choose i mean that i'm open well to yeah most anything um, no, we have to have an unthemed game. <laughs> that's the challenge 
Have you ever seen Actually, that? That could be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. I was going to say, have you ever seen that episode of SpongeBob where they like get the time machine and it yeah. like it breaks and Squidward ends up in like this yeah time that's like not really time. It's just like this white space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a a great, game dude. that has no theme. You could almost do it. <laughs> well, I'm gonna jot that down. That could be that c- could make the shortlist. Just just if we're like <laughs> shooting the shit here. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like a um, what was that other game where it's all based off of sound? Uh, it's like it's kind of an ex- explorer game, but it's all um, you f- you go through the story based on the sounds you're hearing. Like Tales from Ethan Hawk or not Ethan Hawk, but do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Um, based on the sounds you're hearing, like what kind of game was it though? It's like an a uh, sandbox game, kind of. You're in like an open world. Um, the van the vanishing of Ethan Carter is that what I'm thinking of? That is a game, yeah. No, that's not what I'm thinking of. Anyways, I don't know. Well, I don't know either. <laughs> um, just going off of games that are like, you know, not like Unique. a first-person shooter or not like a real-time strategy or RPG or whatever. Um, and that's the cool thing about indie game game dev where it's not like it's not like we have to come out with a new call of duty game because like that group of people is expecting it you know it's like you kind of make you kind of make the game you want to make and then if it and it's mostly for you you know um i'm honestly not sure how it took call of duty so long to catch on to like the future fighter like thing you know because like Battlefield did that with 2142, and I honestly believe 2142 was the best installment in the series. Really, I never played that one. Oh, you had I, to have. No, I, I, I think I watched you and John play it one time, but I don't, I don't think I ever played it. Oh my god, dude! It has the best game mode in any like huge Battlefield simulator shooter <laughs> that I've. Dude, it's, it's the called Mech Titans. ones. Yeah. Uh, well, there's well, mechs kind in of. it. Yeah, there's mechs in all of in all the game modes, but this one's called Titan, and there's these two gigantic airships that start on opposite sides of the map, and the airships are your base, and you spawn in the base, and you capture missile silos that constantly, like once every minute, they launch a missile at the enemy airship, and so the more spots you have captured on the ground, the more missiles are hitting the enemy oh, ships. You lower their shields and you do damage. Cool. And when you lower their ships, then you could take a little helicopter or airship and land it on their big old airship base. Like in the Avengers, dude, it's like the same thing. You land it on there and then you go can go inside and like blow it up and like fight people inside. Dude, it's epic. That was the best game mode. And <laughs> I've never seen another one since like that. Like the only thing that was comparable was uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Like gotcha. the space battles. I was going to say, I could see that being some kind of strategy game, like with top-down view, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. That'd be kind of cool. For sure. Anyways. <laughs> Back on topic. Let's yeah. brainstorm a couple themes. Uh, well, I, I'm we're not... time get away from us here. What's that? I was just saying, time's getting away from us here. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, 
I was going to say um, I'm not opposed to just doing um, a medieval dungeon crawler. Uh, right, that seems like to be pretty obvious. Yeah. Another um, another thought I had was just to do some modern kind of mystery. Um, yeah, I was thinking that too. Um, and going off of mysteries and dungeon crawling and modern and stuff, like I, uh, the listener doesn't know this, but Taylor does. I recently returned from Central America and got to go on adventures in the jungle and see ancient pyramids made by the Mayans. So like the idea and concept of like Indiana Jones and like archaeology and like exploring, like the Americas are absolutely amazing and people take it for granted that like, I mean, this stuff is in our backyard, dude. I mean, you could literally Taylor hop on your bike. I mean, it would take a long time, but you could get on your bike (laughs) and you could ride to those pyramids. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, you know, we're talking about going to Japan. You can't ride your bike to Japan. You can't ride your bike to Hawaii. Yeah. You can't ride your bike to anywhere, but you can ride your bike to these pyramids and you can ride your bike to Rio and, and, yeah. uh, and, um, you know, what are those Chilean, that Chilean region called that I always think is beautiful. Pan- Pangea? Uh, is that what? Pangea, not Pangea. Is that what it is? Yeah, but you're right. It's, uh, Pata- Patagonia. Patagonia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah dude Uh, patagonia is beautiful you could get on your bike and you could ride down there dude like anyway so this um the idea of like exploring like the amazon see that would be cool like uh yeah like have it kind of in a modern setting almost to start or whatever and then you end up getting it like locked in some tomb or something in a pyramid yeah, or something like yeah. in Central America and you have to find your way out. That could be cool. cool, dude. I just did an escape room the other day. I'm thinking like this could be, you know, it's like the escape room app version of like Indiana Jones, basically. Yeah, or something. that's a cool idea. You know, instead of uh, what was that really popular Atari game? Um, oh, Pitfall. Yeah, I was uh, thinking of Pitfall too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but you're not just yeah, like dude. swinging over obstacles here. <laughs> yeah, dude, this could be cool, you know. And there's a lots of like room for like creep factor and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Alternatively, about the dungeon too. I know you said medieval dungeon, but uh, one of my favorite games right now is called Dungeon of the Endless, and it's literally just a dungeon game uh, where the idea is like you've crashed at the bottom of this dungeon, and your goal is to get up. And as you each level you go up, it becomes exponentially harder. Um, but that's like a that's a sci-fi. Like you're crashed at the bottom of this dungeon because your spaceship crash landed on this planet and crashed all the way through this thing. And so you're like 30, 40, 50 floors. Like I think it's randomized. Um, but you're like that many floors underneath, and then you have to use the technology of your ship to like. Uh, get more resources and stuff from the floors you're on and fight off monsters and get to the top. It's really cool. Um, not saying we have to do a, that's more of a tower defense game, if anything. Um, yeah, but just the idea, it doesn't have to be medieval. It could be anything. Right. Yeah. Are you, what are you, what are your thoughts on like fighting? Uh, my, if I you, don't know. You know, if it doesn't, it should just serve like a narrative purpose. Yeah. I don't think it should be anything no, like, like mechanics where you're like, right, right, you know. right. Like I was telling you this earlier, but one of my favorite text adventures is the choice of games, uh, choice of vampire in particular. And in that one, like 
sometimes depending on like the way that you've made your choices so far like the right choice when you get far along in the game is like is to fight a person but more often than not it's it's not and 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 the options might be like you know oh you see the guard coming from around the corner you know that if he catches you here like this could be the end what what do you do and it's like option one might be like wait behind the door and when he comes in you know try to try to kill him and so you might do that and depending on the way you've played it might be like oh yeah you you've grabbed him and you after a big struggle you know it's just a narrative thing after a big struggle you get him on the ground and you drink his blood <laughs> or it might be you try to jump him but your reflexes are too slow and he stabs you through the heart with a bayonet gotcha or alternatively it, like the option might come up it's be it might be like he's a lot stronger than you thought what do you want to do and it could be like call on your vampire nature to you know <laughs> yeah and so then you call in the dark powers within you and you manage to kill him but it costs you something considerable um okay yeah as long as i, I think it serves like a narrative purpose yeah. like, we don't need to make it like it'll be fun if it's a choice right not like right that's where mechanical. I'm. I'm feeling too. It's not like you go into a Pokemon battle and you have to choose your attack, right? Like, or the way it works in the original Shadowgate, or even in the new one too. It, so it's like you might find a spear in one room, and you go into a room, and then there's like a bad guy, and he's trying to kill you. And there might be in Shadowgate, there's a timer, like, and if you stay in the room too long, the guy will kill you. But oh, you can okay. just turn around and leave. Gotcha. But alternatively. You can access the spear that you picked up. It's in your backpack and you select the spear and it's like, what do you want to use it on? And then you use it on the bad guy. And then the next frame is the picture of the guy laying on the ground with the spear out of him. And it's like you, and you know, it gives you a little text. It's like, uh, he came at you suddenly and he didn't see the spear and you slammed it into him and he fell and died or whatever, you know, right. it's like, great kudos. <laughs> like that's fighting in shadow gate, you yeah, know, like super okay. simple, not complex. I like that. Okay. I, I, I'm on the same page with you then. All right, um, cool. I think that's something too, like, I don't know, just after playing games for like my whole life, like fighting is so emphasized, you know, not that I'm, not that I'm like wholly against it. Like we, we just spent like the last six months putting in like 300 hours into Counter-Strike. So I'm not against oh, yeah, violence dude. or anything in video games, but I feel like, Especially in a story-driven game, like that'll just kind of take away from it if there's overemphasis on that. Right, and those are the best parts. Of, I mean, honestly, the best parts of all of the text adventures or choose-your-own-adventures that I've played. It's honestly the interaction with characters. It's like it's but the best part about Choice of Vampire is playing it one way, and then starting it over and playing it another <laughs> way and seeing the variation in conversation. Yeah. Like, and seeing the way that you could have actually, like, come out ahead in a certain scenario. Right. Or, you know, and it's like, and that was the best part is, like, when you play Choice of Vampire, one of the opening choices, like, leads you to either live a life of seclusion among, like, uh, German Lutherans that live in a farm village way far away, or you can go and uh, live in... Uh, you know, interview with the Vampire City, uh, you know, Louisiana, New France, New Orleans. Uh, I'm like totally blanking on you. Uh, New Orleans. So you go to New Orleans and you find out that there's like already a court of vampires there. And so you join them. And so then you live kind of like among like the vampire aristocracy and you like learn the ins and outs of like the vampire nobles and like the, the different courts and 
how it works and and that's an interesting different gameplay too and it's like all in the same game man yeah uh it's really interesting nice um i do want to say too like um definitely story driven uh but also it's our first game so i don't want to get too crazy um oh yeah i agree so um cool all right well so we got a bunch of options i kind of like that idea that you were talking about uh where it's like in the in like an amazonian temple or something yeah yeah okay cool i'm on board with that Um, i'll run with that if you want yeah because and then it kind of has that indiana jones kind of element um, oh yeah dude which will be fun um, and there's a lot of different ways we could take it too, yeah. but that kind of opens up like the dungeon diving a little bit that we were after. Yeah. Um, as well as like, kind of gives you that sense of adventure. It gives you right. a, a good jumping off point too. So yeah. All right. Well, let's. Uh, well, d- do we want to set the like before we go out on our own? Do we want to set like the first scene so that we have kind of a point to brainstorm from like we have the theme kind of right well um yeah depends on like depends on what we want the story to be because ultimately we could just do just like i I hate to keep going back to it but it's like the it's like the pinnacle here uh you know shadow gate you literally start at the gate of castle shadow gate yeah there's no pre-story there's no backstory you're just there um okay and that was kind of the same thing as like in the prison escape uh text you know that uh, yeah that we were yeah we're just there it's like you're in a prison cell yeah that's the opening line (laughs) um and i'm actually fine like with a simple yeah with a simple like no exposition start and it could just be like you stand in front of the you know temple of the jaguar queen or whatever the yeah fuck, you know right okay i was kind of thinking something like that like you know deep in the amazonian jungle you are standing in front of a stone gate or, or a stone whatever right you see um I'll tr- okay no like no, no. i was gonna say like you see and then various options we have you know yeah yeah like, what do we see, see- that could be good. Um, alternatively, you could start with a little exposition if you wanted. Like you could be like, "It's you spent days traveling through the, you know, uh, intense humidity of the jungle, and just when you were ready to give up, you know, there it is, the temple of the jaguar, <laughs> right? Um, or something like that. You know, yeah. you could uh, you could set it up with like a paragraph or two. Yeah, a couple um, screens where you click through it. You hit. Yeah, and then if we want to have some to images too, like you yeah. could almost do like a little, like you talked about before, wanting to do like narration and stuff too. You could almost set it That's up with true. like a little like cutscene. You know, some pictures. Yeah. Like here's a picture of a dude like traipsing through the jungle, and it's like you've spent many a hard day <laughs> traversing through the jungle. <laughs> Uh, and then it goes to the next picture and it's like, there's been many dangers and it shows like a scorpion, like on your hand yeah, and like a snake falling out of a tree and like right. a panther behind you or whatever. Right. Well, I'd, um, if we want to do any kind of visual like that, maybe that's how we start or that's, that's the visual. It's like a cut scene, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, just like still images. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like or, it. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then you could just boom, you stand in front of the doorway to the temple of the jaguar queen, and then you go from there. Yeah, um, that we'd have to come up with like a goal, like a point of the game. Like, what's the point? Like to get the idol out and then be chased by a giant boulder, or <laughs> right? Um, or maybe you fall in, like we talked about. That yeah, before. I was like, thinking you're about trapped in it, and fall then you have to in. escape. I think that's a good idea. Like maybe you're you're in the jungle and you see this pyramid and then you or whatever you walk up to it and you act, you fall into like a pit or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't, you could be can't like get out. So then you have to make your way to like the top of the pyramid or something. Right. Yeah. You could do it like just like how we were talking about. It's like you stand in front of the temple of the Jaguar Queen. What do you do? And then it's like. I guess I'm, you know, I want to try the door. So you try the door and then it's like, you spring a trap and then you fall in Oh, and then you give like a little that. bit more, like that could be the exposition right there. Okay. You could do a cold start, a cold start. You stand in front of the temple of the Jaguar queen. What do you do? You make your first option right away. It's the call to action. It engages yeah. players. Okay. So you make the decision, boom, you hit the trap and then it could give you like a little cutscene with some still pictures. Like it was a long trapes through the jungle and you knew it that it seemed too easy like that. you know or something like that yeah. and then you're at the bottom of the dungeon and you have to find your way out yeah uh and then you could even do like a couple different endings if we wanted like i know we don't want to get ambitious but it right. seems like it could be pretty simple I, to I have like that's... three or four endings yeah i think so too like one of which is like you die obviously right. uh maybe we could have a couple deaths Ma- yeah many of which are you die. Uh, <laughs> it's like <laughs> 99 death scenes and one success <laughs> right um but then maybe you could escape like you know you just escape easily like through the door or whatever uh or like you get to the top of the pyramid and get out or you find like the idol that's buried in within and you escape yeah or maybe you get the idol and die or you know stuff like that like there could be a couple things yeah and i say idol just because indiana jones right i know (laughs) (laughs) uh i was gonna mention that it would be cool like after after you talked about narration if uh seeing as we're doing pretty limited visual it'd be cool Mm -hmm. to to have like sound effects like you might have like the sound yeah. of dripping water or like oh yeah yeah you Dude, know, to add to the ambiance yeah exactly and then then you're sitting there like trying to make your decision but you kind of feel immersed into the environment i'm hella down for that and i don't know um for commercial use what what exactly would be out there like we can obviously try to make our own like fully we'll make our own bro uh, <laughs> but there's also like websites that do free sound that you can you don't need like a license to use. Um, so we could research that. Yeah. There's a lot of like free sound samples and stuff you can get for uh, FL studio. Okay. It would be pretty easy to just plug in and export yeah. a sound. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Cause with unity, you could probably just port in sounds. And stuff, oh yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Oh, okay. You, I haven't done it in unity, but in other um, places I've used it, you end up making some sort of like audio object and then you can just like, invoke some sort of play command um you know right. like like if uh if you choose to open the door like go to the door object and invoke the sound or something you know right and then it plays yeah. um so yeah yeah that'll be fun cool there could be lots of stuff yeah like creaky doors and yeah dripping water and maybe like you know some the sound of sounds. A, yeah <laughs> a jaguar's roar 
since you keep uh, you know, saying I Jaguar. Some, <laughs> I do. I know. Well, dude, I'm sitting right next to a freaking hand-carved Mayan Jaguar mask, dude. <laughs> nice. Like, it looks legit. That's and I cool. just keep thinking, like, <laughs> Jaguars are badass, dude. Yeah, they are. The mask is supposed to protect my household, so it embodies the spirit of the Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Hey, that's a cool name, Spirit of the Jaguar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I think that's a good starting point. Um, I think so too. Throughout 40 minute brainstorming here. So <laughs> dang, I know it goes by fast. Um, through maybe, maybe the next time we talk, um, we can have some other ideas and have some of it kind of fleshed out. Um, yeah. Before we podcast so that we can present some Agreed. of the ideas we came up with. Yeah. We'll come up with some of our own ideas mm-hmm. And then we'll talk, we'll make the short list, and maybe we could vote like we usually do. Yep. Which is and stupid of us to vote between two people, but whatever. <laughs> it's worked so far. Yeah, so far so good. Uh, all um, right, so uh, next week's goals, um, finish section four of the Unity course uh, yep. for both of us. Um, Study up on some pixel art, I think we agreed. Yep. Maybe not necessarily like how to do it, um, but... Like get some no, no, inspiration. Just, just or grab some inspiration. Some resources. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Obviously, some maybe some like events that can tie into our game, um, and some plot points. You know, um, a couple. Yeah, good idea. Do you? So when we do the the our goals, like, do we want to quantify it? Like, okay, we each need to come up with like two events that happen to bring Um, to the table or do you think it's better to just be like open-ended about it i think as long as we do it it doesn't matter because i'm going to come up with more than two okay you know what i mean yeah like i I, like i'll i'm going to create a whole list to bring back to you okay cool all right (laughs) in fact i'm gonna have the whole story plotted out by next week (laughs) uh Uh, cool all right i I didn't yeah i don't don't think if we need to in the future yeah we'll do that if like if we need to hold ourselves accountable but i think right now let's just keep it open-ended so yeah, we'll come up with like a little bit of a list on our own of some events and plot points. Um, and then we had talked about this before, but um, listener doesn't know this, but we were talking about as well as ending the episode on our week's goals that we'll um, check in again next week with um, uh, having personal like challenges for each other. And and me and Taylor mentioned that briefly already with the, I guess the Shadowgate thing. Um you know, I told Taylor, I was like, you got to check out this game. And he was like, okay, I will. Um, so there we go. That was one challenge. Now, did we want to do like a life challenge, like a personal challenge for ourselves? The same one for both of us? Um, I mean. Something, a small change in our life to yeah. make that could hopefully result in greater good, you know? Yeah. Um, so have like a game related challenge uh, or game development related challenge as well as something else. Yeah, our, our our life challenge. You know, like I gave you a few examples, like uh, less social media, more reading, um, maybe like, you know, like doing exercise between like coding breaks or study breaks or whatever. Um, yeah. Which is a big one. I mean, you go to the gym. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the gym uh, or, mostly because my wife always talks about getting healthy and stuff. <laughs> but it does feel nice when you get a nice looking pod. Mm, tell me about it you do have a nice looking we'll, pod bro we'll show that to the viewers 
Hell yeah. Go ahead and take a picture. We'll post it on the podcast <laughs> of your six pack. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be some random dude on the internet. <laughs> You're like, damn, Taylor yeah. looks good. It's Taylor Lautner. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, he has gained some weight, though. Has he? You should look before well, and after pictures. Go figure. He's <laughs> Just, a young man. I spend my like, time looking up. at before and after pictures of Taylor Lautner. <laughs> Okay, life uh, challenge. Just look kidding. at less pictures of Taylor Lautner. <laughs> uh, awkward. Um, well, I have, I do have a challenge for you. I don't know how much value you would, you would have this in, but um, since I'm like trying to encourage you to do more programming, um, I think it would be a good idea for you to uh, create a GitHub account. Okay for next week yeah you don't have to do anything you don't have to read any documentation just create one look but look at kind of what it is yeah. um as stupid as it might sound to the listener like what that's the challenge <laughs> i thought you guys were going to eat 10 apples a day or something you know, like, <laughs> right <laughs> it's it, like no that's actually kind of a big step and something that i hadn't really thought about before yeah um for people who don't know what github is um it's basically uh a repository for code um, that uh, allows you to look at different versions of the code that uh, you've made throughout the process. So like when we create our, our game, we might have like the first level done, whatever. That might be one version of the game. And then maybe we've added a ne- another level and that's another version. Um, but the cool thing is, is that the current state of the code um we we use that to kind of continue building on but we can look at our past versions of the code uh see where we were at we might uh and another another uh benefit to it is that you can make branches off of different versions of your code so if you have you know maybe we went through level one level two and then we have differing ideas on where we want to go from there well we can basically take those copies of of where we are at and then go on two different paths to see kind of where we go um and it's really big for like open source um communities to be able to uh take somebody else's code and then try and like edit it add some sort of feature and then recommend that back to the original uh developer to you know to have them implement that into their code without actually like affecting the code so I, i'm not like an expert by any means i have a github account i pretty much use like a couple commands to save what i did that day and that's about it but um uh i believe people who are trying to get jobs in development um are pretty active with their github repositories and employers also like to look at the code that you have there it kind of like shows your work it's almost like a portfolio but it's also like you know version history you can look back at old projects you've done um and see what you did so that's my challenge for you Rhett. make a github yeah, account I'll do that. you um, know as, a, as an interesting little aside about github um i don't know if you're familiar with uh senator cory booker uh, i know the name i think i know what, um, what he looks like <laughs> Yeah, well, he was like a fucking football player or some shit. He's oh, like, really? <laughs> yeah, he's like a big dude, bald head. Nice. Uh, cool guy. He's a cool guy. Uh, he's, um, I think when he first got the job as senator, he uh, was um, elected like via 
like a special election. Like, so he wasn't like elected by the public. Um, so it was kind of like a rare thing, uh, for him. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, he's kind of, he's has some like really cool ideas, like including using social media, uh, to improve, you know, government and politics and legislation. And one thing he did was, uh, he was working on legislation, something for New Jersey. I don't remember what New Jersey is where he serves. And, uh, um, it involved putting the bill that he was working on on GitHub, which I know <laughs> GitHub, that's not what GitHub is for, yeah. but he wanted to make a point that like the same way that the tech community uses open source can be used for passing laws. Interesting. And so he posted it up there for people to review and amend and like, you know, uh, put their own little stamp or whatever on it. Yeah, and, and I can see, see how that like, would be which, useful. Right. And I thought that was super smart, super transparent. And I think like the right, like, I think government can learn more from the tech industry than they'll admit. And <laughs> I was super, I was super glad to see Cory Booker like using cool, modern tools. Um, he, he's awesome. an interesting guy. I didn't know about whether that. or not you, yeah, whether or not you agree with his politics, he is, I think, one of the more interesting uh, state senators. Uh, just, just for the way that he kind of ruffles feathers. Because, like I said, the first time he wasn't elected, like he didn't have people to make happy, so he was just like doing what was right, <laughs> you know. So huh. cool. I think he did get reelected in the latest Senate uh, race. Gotcha. But... Nice. But yeah, okay. So we got the challenge. We got the goals. So I think my, that's about it. My challenge is to play uh, Shadowgate. Or watch you play Shadowgate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was... Uh, oh, that's my life goal, right? Or what's my life well, goal? Or it doesn't well, look, have to be we that. Can, we, can, we can skip it because our life challenge was for me to start doing some GitHub. Get on GitHub. Yeah. So next week, we'll make the challenge relevant to both of us. You've already taken the challenge. That's the key thing. You know, like you could have been like, you could have been like, Rhett, I want you to go to the gym and you wouldn't have to do it because you go to the gym. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, you're not changing anything. Okay. Gotcha. So like, that's fine. Next time it could be something that we both need to work on. This time I'm more than happy to make this my life challenge. Our game challenge is to have a little bonding experience over Shadowgate. All right. It doesn't have to be long, but you get to check it out. All right. And, um, all that sort of thing. So cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a 50 minute addition to our like 40 minute intro podcast, but, uh, hope yeah, you guys, yeah. well, this will just be a whole new episode. You know yeah. what? Screw it. Okay. This is our brain. This was our brainstorming sesh. Um, episode for one. our game. Episode one. <laughs> Hell yeah. Episode right. one, the second episode. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening guys. Uh, we hope you, got something valuable out of game dev game devs quest right yep (laughs) (laughs) i'll get it (laughs) all right take care guys thanks